It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Washington Commanders are going to trade for Indianapolis Colts quarterback Carson Wentz. What it means, what it costs, and what it's going to do to the Washington Commanders NFL draft strategy right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms. And we thank you for making us your first listen of the day or your first view of the day if you're joining us over on YouTube. If you haven't caught us on YouTube yet, please go check us out. Just search Locked On Commanders in your your YouTube search bar. I'm David Harrison, covering your Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. My co-host, Chris Russell, not here for this episode but you can find the rooster as one half of the Russell and Metter show on the team 980. Find Chris and Pete there Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern or anytime, along with this very show right here on the Odyssey app. When we're not here or there, we're on Twitter at dharrison82, at russellmania621, and at LO Commanders. Once again, we thank you for making us your first listen every day. The Washington Commanders go get a guy, not the guy, in Indianapolis Colts quarterback Carson Wentz, of course, the entire offseason has been spent talking about the Washington Commanders trying to find the quarterback to lead this team into its next era, the Washington Commanders era, if you will, working on home, whether it's going to be in Virginia or in Maryland, probably not going to be in D.C. In fact, we can almost assuredly say it's not going to be in D.C. More on that on tomorrow's episode. But today we're talking about the quarterback position like we have been the entire time I've been on this show and for most of the time that Chris uh, has been covering this franchise uh, it just just in general, this team has been searching for a franchise quarterback. Ryan Fitzpatrick brought in last year to be that veteran presence. He gets injured before the end of the in the first quarter of the season. Taylor Heineke comes in, does the best that he can do, but kind of obviously shows that he's really not the guy that's going to ele- elevate the franchise moving into the future. So coming into this offseason, was it going to be Aaron Rodgers? Was it going to be Russell Wilson? Maybe a Deshaun Watson? Maybe a Mitchell Drabisky? Maybe a Jameis Winston? Jimmy Garoppolo? No. It's going to be Carson Wentz because Aaron Rodgers is going back to the Green Bay Packers, if you haven't heard. And also, if you haven't heard, Russell Wilson is going to the Denver Broncos. Four picks and four players or three players, something like that, going back to the Seattle Seahawks. So the Washington Commanders not getting Russell Wilson either. That news breaking on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, we find out the Washington Commanders instead are going to get Carson Wentz. Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, a potential trade target that was discussed Maybe Washington not willing to see what the results of the surgery are going to be, how, just how long is he going to be out, and then whether or not the 49ers are even willing to trade him with reports coming out of San Francisco that Trey Lance may not be as ready as people expected him to be to take over the starting reins there. So instead, Washington goes with Carson, apparently not in into the Deshaun Watson situation, which, look, a lot of people have kind of said this is a franchise that can't afford to bring in a guy like Deshaun Watson, even if he's not facing jail time, just the drama that comes along with him. Apparently, the franchise felt the same way. So what's going to happen in this trade? Well, first and foremost, the Washington Commanders are going to send number 42 and number 73 in this year's NFL draft, the 2022 NFL draft, number 42 
and number 73 picks in the second round and the third round will go to the Indianapolis Colts. Now, they're also going to send a conditional third round pick in the 2023 NFL draft. The condition being that that pick turns into a second round pick if Carson Wentz plays 70% or more of the offensive snaps for the Washington Commanders. Now, if this sounds familiar, when the Carson, when Carson Wentz was traded from the Philadelphia Eagles to the Indianapolis Colts, there is a second round draft pick, conditional second round draft pick attached to that as well, that if Carson Wentz played, I think it was 75% of the snaps and the Colts didn't make the playoffs, then it became a first round pick. If Carson Wentz played 70% of the snaps and the Colts made the playoffs, it became a first round pick. Either way, Carson Wentz met those requirements. So the Indianapolis Colts sending their first round pick this year to the Philadelphia Eagles. That's one of the reasons the Eagles have three first round picks this year. So now the Colts not getting that first round pick back, but kind of getting a little bit of a similar type deal from Washington here. So Carson Wentz plays 70% of the offensive snaps in 2022 for the Washington Commanders. Then the Indianapolis Colts will get the Washington Commanders second round pick in 2023. If not, it's a third round pick. Now, also in this deal, the Washington Commanders agree to assume all of Carson Wentz's remaining contract. That includes all guaranteed money, all bonuses, everything. Typically, when team trades away a player, they have a head cap number they have to eat. That's bonuses, stuff like that. But the Washington Commanders agreeing, it's it's not unheard of. It's happened before. It's just not the norm necessarily. The Washington Commanders agreeing to eat all $28.29 million of cap space uh, that Carson Wentz was going to carry uh, for the Indianapolis Colts. So the Indianapolis Colts free up $28.2 million uh, in cap space this year, giving them now the most cap space of any NFL team out there. But they also don't have a starting quarterback for 2022. Now, $15 million of that money is guaranteed. So at a minimum, the Washington Commanders will pay Carson Wentz $15 million in 2022. $26.18 is his cap hit in 2023. $27.24 million is his cap hit in 2024. None of that is guaranteed. So if the Washington Commanders decide to move on from him after this year, they can free up all of that money just by simply releasing the quarterback next season. Now, in return in this trade, the Washington Commanders get the number 47 overall pick in the 2022 NFL draft. That is a second round pick. And of course, they get quarterback Carson Wentz. So the Washington Commanders basically swapping seconds this year. They give 42, they get 47, they give a third rounder this year, they give a third rounder next year that is potentially a second rounder. But again, if Carson Wentz is playing 70% of the snaps in 2022, then in theory, maybe it's going better than most of us probably expect it will be at this moment in time. Some immediate concerns, speaking about that, about Carson Wentz. One, on the field, you uh, the, the entire football world watched him basically melt down towards the end of the season there as the Indianapolis Colts were trying to make a push into the playoffs. Carson Wentz essentially just fell apart on the field. Uh, and then you have the off-field concerns, of course, going back to his uh, quote-unquote MVP campaign uh, back with the Philadelphia Eagles the year they won the Super Bowl. He ends up getting injured. Late in the regular season, Nick Foles comes in, helps take the team to the Super Bowl. They end up winning a championship. Uh, Carson Wentz basically was never the same after that. So you have some issues going on there. And a recent report coming out that Carson Wentz was actually upset that the Philadelphia Eagles went on to win the Super Bowl while he was injured. Basically, he wanted them to not play as well without him because he wanted to feel that important. That, ladies and gentlemen, is not leadership. Uh, that is not what you want from your starting quarterback. Now, that's water under the bridge. Maybe he's grown from it. Maybe he hasn't. All I know is uh, the intended trade to send Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts was to reunite him 
with Frank Wright, who was his coach uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles. Everybody kind of thought, okay, let's get Carson back with Frank. They can connect. They can make this thing work. Uh, look, one season later, Frank Wright shipping Carson Wentz out again. So if Frank Wright was kind of the guy that was going to make this whole thing work and it still didn't work, that's 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 a problem. And that's going to be a little bit concerning as we move forward into the situation. So that's the trade capital. Uh, swapping second-round draft picks, Washington sends a third this year, a third next year, potentially a second next year uh, if the conditions are met. And the Washington Commanders get a second round this year and they get quarterback Carson Wentz. Now that's on the surface. What does it mean beyond the surface? We're going to give a deeper dive into the cap implications and what this is going to do to the Washington commanders draft strategy here in a minute. But first football might be off the field, but football action is never out of play. Prop bets are always involved in that. Of course, basketball is in play on and off the court, both pro and college hoops running at full steam. And for your latest odds, totals, player performance, props, and where the next fired head coach is going to land, betonline.net is your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC action. Head to the websites today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action from BetOnline, where the game starts. Guys, have you tried Built Puffs? Because if you haven't, you're missing out on one of the best products that Built Bar makes. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% chocolate. I promise you, when you bite into a Built Puff, you're not going to feel like you're biting into a health food. That's exactly what you're doing is you're eating a healthier version of the candy bar, and it's covered in 100% real chocolate. Speaking of those candy bars, Built Puffs, Built Bars tend to be about 130 calories or so, give or take, depending on the bar. Candy bars tend to be about 240 calories, so you can eat two of the Built Puffs if you want to, and you're still going to end up ingesting fewer calories than most candy bars will bring you with flavors like mint brownie and all new flavors come. There's a there's a special St. Patrick's Day flavor that just dropped on Built.com this week, so make sure you go check that out. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it delicious first, then they figure out how to make it healthy, and somehow they make it work. Go to built.com today. Use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Thanks again, Washington Commanders fans, for making us your first listen or your first view every single day. Make sure you're also following the Locked On NFL podcast, Locked On experts covering the big stories all around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes, free and available wherever you get podcasts. Now we're taking a deeper dive into what the Carson Wentz trade to the Washington commanders means for the Washington commanders. Other than just adding another quarterback, we talked about some of the numbers. We talked about some of the trade capital or the draft capital that exchanged hands, but let's get a little bit deeper into that. Okay. So salary cap strategy, first and foremost, the salary cap, you're going to hear me say this a million times over all the off seasons that we're together salary cap. It's pretend it's make believe it's Fugazi. It's Fugazi. It's, 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 Fairy dust, guys. It does not exist. Now, that being said, it does actually exist. It just doesn't exist as in, in such a rigid form that most people think it does. So, again, Washington agreed to take on the entirety of Carson Wentz's contract, which includes $28.29 million against salary cap in 2022. $15 million of that is guaranteed. Next year, $26.18 million. And in 2024, $27.24 million. Now, 2023 and 2024 numbers are non-guaranteed money. No dead cap uh, is associated with that. So if this doesn't work, if it doesn't work out, the Washington Commanders can move on 
and they don't have to carry any of that 50 to $53 million remaining on his contract into their future in any way, shape or form. Uh, and again, 15 million of it in 2022 is guaranteed. Now, according to over the cap, uh, which is better at tracking cap numbers and situations contracts than I will ever be. So the salary cap is a little bit of a complicated animal, which is actually what makes it so fluid. The commanders right now have just under $6 million in cap space. When you add in again, the $28.29 million that the Washington commanders uh, bring on with Carson Wentz's contract. Now on the surface, the Washington Commanders were never really expected to be big players in the free agent market in the first place, right? A lot of us are kind of pining over wide receivers. Maybe Chris Godwin was going to hit the open market, maybe an Allen Robinson. Uh, there are a bunch of other guys out there, but the team didn't really go all that hard at a guy like Kenny Galladay last year. Rather, they they went kind of mid-level with Curtis Samuel and brought him in. Of course, familiarity, familiarity with the system, and you kind of feel like with as deep as the draft class is, is this year, probably not going to go after a big-name free agent either. Now, they do need some linebacker help, right? Bobby McCain is a free agent at free safety, so maybe they need to bring him in. Benjamin St. Juice looked good in, in moments, right? But he didn't have a lot of moments because he was injured uh, all season. So you need some depth at the cornerback position. So you want to do that typically through the draft. If you can, while you're building a team, you want to use draft picks to build. Free agents are typically trying to get you over the top, right? Bobby Wagner is obviously a name uh, that's going to come up, and we'll talk more about him later on in the week or as we get into next week as he's expected to be released by the Seattle Seahawks. But there are some things, guys, that the Washington Commanders, if they want to go out and spend more money, they have some mechanisms they can use to go up and free up some capital. Now, again, with Carson Wentz's contract, Washington Commanders, just under $6 million in cap space. Traditionally speaking, you want to have 10 to $12 million available in your salary cap in order to account for your draft picks because as they come in, they're then going to push your, your, your top 51 number up and then somebody's going to fall off on the tail end. So it's not as simple as you bring in $28 million in cap. That's not $28 million added to your cap because someone's now going to fall off the top 51. You're probably going to lose 600 K half a million. So it's still a big impact, but not a full impact the way that it sounds looking at over the cap and over the cap is really good. At these again, these numbers looking at just simple restructures of contracts. And this isn't even moving any money or taking any money away, any pay cuts. Basically you're talking about a player getting the same amount of money but changing how they get that money. So you might have a guaranteed base salary that, of course, counts against salary cap. You turn some of that base salary, say $10 million, into signing bonus. You can now take that five, say, take that $10 million in signing bonus that maybe that $10 million was guaranteed in 2022. Instead of having that money as guaranteed base salary in 2022, you take the 10, you apply it over the life of the contract. Sometimes you even add void years. So let's say in Landon Collins situation, let's say you take 10 million of his guaranteed 16.08 million dollars against salary cap. You take 10 of that, you convert it to signing bonus. You take that signing bonus, you stretch it out over the life of the contract. Maybe you even add a void here. Now you turn his contract from a 16.08 million dollar hit in 2022 into a 9.2 million dollar hit in 2022 immediately, saving you seven million dollars. Now you're already up over the 10 to 12 million dollar threshold. If you're the Washington Commanders, and that's just with Landon Collins. Now, we know that Martin Mayhew and, and Washington Commanders front office has been talking to Landon Collins people. Maybe they're talking about a different contract. Maybe they're talking about a paid pay reduction. Maybe they're talking about a slight extension, moving some of that money around. I don't know exactly what they're talking about. But again, typically restructures, not something a player is going to fight because they're getting the same amount of money. It's just being divvied up in a different way so the team can account for it differently within the NFL salary cap. 
another player that they could potentially restructure very simply and save a, a bunch of cap space, William Jackson the third. He's in the second year of his contract with the Commanders, set to make $8.9 million against salary cap in 2022. A very simple restructure, and that contract is now worth $2.9 million in 2022. So again, you're saving $7 million. Once again, that puts you up over the $10 to $12 million threshold. If you do both of those, you're actually going to save even more money, and you're going to put yourself up around $20 million in salary cap space. So now if you want to go out and you want to try to get a mid-level free agent, you can go ahead uh, and try to do that now. A couple other moves. So just so it's just that simple. And I hate to put it in those simple terms. I mean, there's there's dialogue and there's 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 uh, there's there's attachments and addendums and all. It's not it's not as simple as that from a from a front office standpoint, but from a, my standpoint to you and for understanding how this whole thing works, it's as simple as that. Two moves, two simple restructures. You don't got to cut anybody. You don't got to get nobody's got to take a pay cut easily. You get your salary cap number back up to the twenty million dollar range. Now you also know that Washington's been talking to Terry McLaurin. And to his people right now, he's due $3 million against salary cap this year. That's not a big number. But if you re-sign him, you could actually take that $3 million, move it down all the way to the floor for the cap this year, and you could actually save a couple million uh, potentially in cap space. That way, again, he's only making three against cap. But you never know. The Washington Commanders, maybe they restructure some things. They open up $20 million, They re-sign Terry. They take a big hit on that re-sign, maybe $14, $15 million this year. And that leaves you about six, seven million uh, for the salary cap, and you move it around. Talking about Carson Wentz again. Remember, fifteen million of that money is guaranteed. Twenty-eight point two nine, if I remember correctly, yeah, twenty-eight point two nine is the salary cap hit this year. Just like every other player, that contract can be restructured. So in theory, you could also you could almost tell Carson Wentz, listen, you come in right now, you're guaranteed fifteen. I'll tell you what, let's make that guarantee twenty million. But let's move this other eight to your next couple of years. Maybe you turn that into two, four million dollar signing bonuses down the road. So you owe Carson Wentz 20 million against the cap this year. That actually saves you eight million off the cap. And then you take a four million dollar dead cap number into the consecutive seasons. If you move on from Carson Wentz, you would adopt an eight million dollar uh, dead cap number. But again, an eight million dollar cap uh, dead cap number compared to 26, 27 million dollars that you would be spending on the cap save $8 million this year. That's how some of these things uh, can kind of work. So as far as salary cap is concerned, yes, it's going to take some money away. Yes, it's going to take them out of play for some maybe bigger name free agents. But again, we really haven't heard uh, any talk that Washington was going to be engaged in any big time conversations. They added some really uh, new, some fresh contracts last year that we know they probably want to let settle down. So if, if Washington decides to be players in the free agent market, they still can. We just showed you, and that's just two players restructuring. They can restructure even more. Uh, again, Carson Wentz could can restructure that twenty-eight million dollar cap hit uh, if he so chooses. If the team asks him to, and there's many more things that could happen. Look, Deron Payne is a popular trade target, right? The the Washington Commanders could decide to trade him to get maybe a third round draft pick back out of out of Deron Payne, um, and they save eight million dollars up front off of the salary cap. So again, many things that Martin Mayhew can do for the Washington Commanders to recoup some of that cap space that they just lost by trading for Carson Wentz. So if your initial point of panic is about the salary cap, I'm not telling you to forget it, but I'm just telling you there are mechanisms in place that if Washington needs to, they can go ahead and do that. Speaking of draft capital, whether they recoup it through Deron Payne or other means, how is this going to impact the Washington Commanders draft strategy? We're going to talk about that very topic right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked on Commanders podcast. 
And this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move. Or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Final segment here, the Locked On Commanders podcast reacting to the news that the Washington Commanders will be trading for Indianapolis Colts quarterback Carson Wentz once a new league year gets underway. I'm David Harrison coming to you solo on this episode. My co-host Chris Russell not here with us. Hope to have him back very, very soon. You can, you can find him on Twitter in the meantime at WrestleMania621. I am at DHarrison82, the show at LO Commanders. For the NFL draft, how does this impact the Washington Commanders and their draft strategy? Well, for starters, number 11 has been a very popular spot to mock a quarterback. Sam Howell, Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, uh, Carson Strong was there at one point in time. Now mostly looked at as a day two guy. Desmond Ritter has probably held that spot at some point in time as well. Uh, Quarterback, quarterback, quarterback is basically a very popular spot for number 11. Now, with the Seattle Seahawks trading Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos, they also get the number nine pick overall, which was, of course, belonging to the Denver Broncos. Now, there have been some situations where mock drafts predicted the Broncos drafting Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, one of these guys, a quarterback at number nine. However. There's also been a lot of talk about the Denver Broncos potentially not going quarterback. The Atlanta Falcons were another team that maybe they go quarterback, maybe they don't go quarterback, but there was no clear 100% team that you kind of say ahead of the Washington Commanders that we're going to take a quarterback. The possibility was there that at number 11, Washington could be in position to take the very first quarterback off the board. And perhaps we had some reports coming out of the combine that basically the Commanders had turned their focus towards the NFL draft for potentially adding a quarterback. Maybe. They liked the idea of taking the first quarterback off the board. Maybe that quarterback was Malik Willis because now at the number nine pick, the Seattle Seahawks have been tied to Malik Willis, mostly by rumor and speculation, but it kind of makes sense. He's got a lot of talent. He's got a lot of raw athletic ability, a lot of upside. Drew Locke coming in there, not exactly the best quarterback in the NFL or else he wouldn't have been replaced by Teddy Bridgewater. So you kind of look at it as they kind of create their own competition and see which guy wins out. If you're the Washington Commanders, that's a problem. If you're eyeing Malik Willis, at number 11, and now the Denver Broncos or the Seattle Seahawks rather move up to number nine. Well, now what's going to happen? This is how the how the NFL works, right? You typically have one domino, then another one falls. Russell Wilson gets traded. Aaron Rodgers says he's not going anywhere. Carson Wentz gets traded. Now what's next? Deshaun Watson's about to get some sort of resolution on his criminal charges. Things like that are going to happen. There's going to be more. As people get closer to the NFL draft and as teams who want quarterbacks or need quarterbacks don't get quarterbacks, they become a little bit more desperate, a little bit more hinged on trying to move up in the NFL draft. So if you're the Washington Commanders, you're basically looking at it and you're finding yourself in a position where teams are now going to try to get ahead of the Seattle Seahawks at number nine. So do you want to, A, get into that party and try to move from 11 to 8 to 7 to 6, wherever it takes to get, in order to still get that first quarterback off the board and probably overpay because of the amount of teams trying to jump over you? 
Or do you kind of want to sit back? We kind of talked about this with Mitchell Trubisky, right? Mitchell Trubisky expected to make more than $10 million per year average on his next contract. You kind of assume that's probably not going to be in Washington now. Do you want to get into that bidding war and maybe end up paying Mitchell Trubisky $12, $13, $14 million per year on average based on a one, two, or three-year contract? Or do you want to sit back and maybe take a look at a Jameis Winston? They decided to go even further and went after Carson Wentz. And, hey, that's their prerogative. Hopefully it works out for them. But you look at the trade situation, that could be part of the inspiration here. We don't want to get into a trade war where we end up spending three times the amount of draft capital that we would have to spend to move from like 11 to 7 or 11 to 8 versus what we would have to spend otherwise because of all these other teams. No. Instead, let's go get our Carson Wentz. Let's pair him with Taylor Heineke. And let's kind of see how things fall. Look, the Seattle Seahawks could surprise everybody, not take a quarterback at number nine. And maybe if you're Washington, you still take Malik Willis at number 11, or you still take Kenny Pickett at number 11, whoever you're eyeing with that 11th overall pick. And then you basically tell Taylor, you tell Carson, you tell whoever that rookie is going to training camp, the best man's going to win. Go out here and show us why you deserve this job. And if you don't, then you're going to sit on the bench. If you do, then you're going to play for us. So that's that's kind of the situation with number nine and how Russell Wilson and that deal may have impacted a lot of these things. Now, Washington, if a quarterback is taken at number nine, say it's Malik Wills, Kenny Pickett's the guy that they wanted, they could decide to take the number two quarterback off the board if it's still there, or they could decide to go with a top wide receiver. Garrett Wilson has been a popular name recently, or they could go with another player, or they go entirely different decision that I almost support now more than anything based on this trade alone and trade back. If you trade back from number 11, say you trade back to number 18 or, or maybe even the early 20s, you recoup a third-round draft pick, so you get some of that draft capital that you traded to the Indianapolis Colts for Carson Wentz back right off the bat. If you trade back far enough, you might get two of them, and you get both of them back. won't be the same exact positions, right? but you get the same round, and you could still potentially get a wide receiver like maybe a Chris Olave or a Jahan Dotson there towards the end of the first round, or you can go interior offensive lineman with Kenyon Green or with Tyler Linderbaum, or maybe you go linebacker. Uh, there, there's going to be some options there. So there are options for the Washington Commanders here. Uh, if they do decide to trade back, you get some of that draft capital back. And now all of a sudden, you're not risking as much as maybe it seemed uh, at first to get a guy like Carson Wentz on your roster and potentially see if you can tap into that talent that made him a number two overall pick. Now, the pick you're not getting back, the second round pick, right? We saw it from 42 to 47. So it's only five picks, right? Six picks if you count the pick itself. But what does it really mean? Well, in the latest NFL.com mock draft by Lance Zerline, at number 42, he had Washington selecting Georgia safety, Lewis Seen. Lewis, to me, more of a strong safety, less of a cover guy. He's had some penalties for some targeting issues. He kind of has that old school flair about him, which I appreciate. I enjoy as a fan, but it doesn't really fit today's NFL. He's going to have to change a little bit of the aggression he plays with in order to survive in today's NFL. So it kind of makes me a little bit worried. Also available when Washington tra- or drafted at pick number 42, again, uh, there from Lance. Justin Ross, wide receiver out of Clemson, Trevon Walker, defense tackle out of Georgia, Damone Clark, linebacker out of LSU. All of those guys are good players. At 47, Lance had the Colts taking Washington cornerback Kyler Gordon. Now, if the Colts move up to 42, well, they are moving up to 42. If they, let's say they keep Kyler Gordon, you have all those same players potentially on the board. But now at 47, you had available tight end Jalen Weidermeyer out of Texas A&M, safety Jaquan Brisker out of Penn State, Jalen Petrie, another safety out of Baylor. Travis Jones, defense tackle out of UConn, who had a great combine and balled out the senior bowl. Cornerback Tariq Woolen out of UTSA, about six foot two, six foot three, runs like like a like a roadrunner. And linebacker Quay Walker 
out of Georgia. I'm going to be honest with you guys. At 47, those players are available. At 42, I would rather the Washington Commanders take either Jaquan Brisker or Jalen Petrie out of Baylor, hands down, above Lewisine. So for me, you're going to get the same crop of players, essentially, at 47 that you were going to get at 42. So that, to me, is kind of a push, to be quite honest with you. I mean, there are three safeties there, and seen Brisker and Petrie, that you could all be happy with at pick 42 or pick 47. If you're going to get one of those three guys, I go Petrie, Brisker, Seen, but the chance that you're going to get one of those three guys is still there. So to me, that's almost a non-factor moving out of there. Now, moving out of the third round, giving up pick number 73, they had, or Lance had Washington taking quarterback Darion Kendrick out of Georgia. Very good player. You also had Edge, Majai Sanders out of Cincinnati, Kingsley Anikbari out of South Carolina, and linebacker Christian Harris out of Alabama. So that is a little bit more significant. Those are some players that you would definitely have to have. But again, trade Deron Payne. Maybe you get a third-round pick. You get more than a third-round pick, but you get a third in that trade package. You trade back from 11. You net yourself a third-round pick. You might end up even drafting ahead of 73 where you were before, uh, and you still have the situation. So a lot that Washington can still do, but that kind of gives you an idea. If everything stays pat here, you're missing out on a, maybe a Majai Sanders, a Kingsley Anikbare, a Christian Harris. It just, it just kind of is what it is at this point in time. So that's the impact as we see it from the surface on the Carson Wentz trade from the Indianapolis Colts to the Washington Commanders. We're going to talk more about this in the coming days. I've got some input from the Locked On Eagles guys that I'm going to share with you. Uh, you're, you can imagine they don't have a lot of good things to say, but we're going to try to get the whole scope of things and get everything. We're going to get some, some listener feedback, some reader feedback. If you want to get in on the conversation, I know you got an opinion out there, guys. Let me hear it, 301-615-3577. Again, that number, 301-615-3577. Call in and let us know what you think about the Carson Wentz trade. We'll come back tomorrow talk more about that. Until then, we thank you again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen or your first view every single day. Now make your second listen the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices free and available wherever you get podcasts, just like the Locked On Commanders podcast. I'm going to be back tomorrow. In the meantime, if you've got questions or topics you want to discuss or to get in on the Carson Wentz conversation, send your thoughts into Locked On Washington Commanders at gmail.com or call in again, 301-615-3577. For Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Matt Hirsch on the Team 980 with Pete Matt Hurst. I'm David Harrison, writer for SI.com, Fan Nation. If you're out and about, please be safe. Be kind to one another. And thank you for joining us right here at the Locked On Washington Commanders podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.